On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, we talk about eating bugs, the true definition of fame, and he's Jesus, not a genie in a bottle. All right, so we're back again after another busy week, uh, ready to do podcast number 11. It's kind of snuck up on us there, I think, uh, to think we've been doing this almost three months, two and a half months. I guess we started yeah. the first of uh, January. So, uh, but yeah, it it's doesn't been, seem like we've recorded that many. It don't. It really doesn't. But, uh, but we have. It's really funny because when we started, you said it was going to be every two weeks. Every two weeks. So we would only be on like number five now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a super busy week. Uh, you know, since, uh, since we was here last, I guess, I believe I preached three times. We was at the homeless and mm-hmm. then uh, Thursday midweek service and then a Sunday night uh, because pastor was out. Um, and then we worked every day. Uh, and I had a fishing tournament. I almost forgot about that, but I've tried to forget about it. It was so bad. <laughs> um, how can you fish all day long and not catch a fish? Ask the disciples. <laughs> hey, that was awesome. I hadn't even thought about that. I should have used that uh, when everybody back at the at the weigh-in was saying, well, where's your fish at? I said, well, I'm like one of the disciples, so leave me alone. But, uh, yeah, so it's been uh, super busy and uh, still working those long hours, but I can see an end in sight. So. And while you were fishing, I went and did candle research. And by that, I mean going where someone had a whole candle operation set up and basically sniffed every one of the fragrances she had. Why would you do that? So that I know what scents to get. Are you going to make candles? Yes, I am. So you kind of left that part out. Oh, well, sorry. Just forgot to explain that part. The youth group are going to do candles for a fundraiser. So it's... I I found out through this whole process that it's very um, complicated. Making candles is like a science of its own. You gonna be able to do it though? I'm. I better be able to do it. Whoever buys these candles might be in for a big surprise. <laughs> no, I think I think we got it. The lady that uh, we went to see on Saturday gave me a lot of tips and like walked me through the process and everything. Yeah. So she was like super helpful. So that was cool. Cool. Well, we'll be looking forward to uh, seeing some candles then for our youth group raise some money. I know uh, we've been wanting to do uh, some trips, maybe some youth conferences, maybe some concerts. Really want to uh, do a if concert. If we ever get away from this COVID stuff. but uh, Yes, we want a ticket, not a vehicle ticket. We want like a person ticket for a concert. Oh, They're doing yeah. drive-ins. You act like I'm speaking Greek you, or something. You had me really lost. <laughs> They're doing driving concerts yeah. where you pay a certain price for you a vehicle, sit in your car. Yeah. but you can only have six people in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. We have like seven people in the youth group, so yeah. it's kind of it's, it just doesn't work out well. Yeah, hopefully before too long. So, uh, guess what I eat today? I know what you <laughs> ate today. It was so <laughs> gross. Uh, I eat. A, I still have that picture I in eat my a mind. Crawfish. Oh, uh, some nasty. people call them mud bugs. 
Oh, you just made it so much worse. And, uh, I sent you a picture of it just because I knew you would you would probably gag. And the funny thing is, I'm probably one of the most pickiest eaters you'll ever come across. Like I grew up my whole life eating like a group of like five foods, and then uh, today um, they had them at work, and I got talked into trying one, Ugh. and actually ended up eating two of them. So nasty. Um, they was really good. The only thing is. It seems like a whole lot of work to get to just I don't, a bite of meat. First of all, I don't understand how you can get past the smell. Well, they smell good. They smell like season. They smell like uh, Cajun seasoning. No, they don't. You wasn't there. I think you've eaten, you eat some out of the creek over here somewhere. No, I didn't. They had like this big this boil thing where they had like the corn and the, all the stuff, you know, the sausage stuff they put in it, and mm-hmm. the corn and the potatoes and everything they cooked it all together, and then they had the they had like separated crawfish out because not everybody liked crawfish, and like that it was outside, but like the whole place stunk, even though it was outside. Like as soon as you got in the driveway, you could smell it. it the was whole awful. place today just smelled like a like you walked into a Cajun restaurant with it's it smelled very spicy is what it smelled like. Well, but uh, but then look at the little things. Well, that was the hardest part for me to get by. Oh, yeah. But you know you work and, and you kind of you got to break them apart and then you got to peel the shell off and you got to get your finger in just the right place and then you know and then you pull out one little bitty bite of meat. Um, but it'll be quite handy if I ever go on like like that show alone or somewhere. Right, because now, they have crawfish when it's in the tundra. Well, when it's maybe freezing. they'll do alone somewhere else where they have I've crawfish. Ne- never Which seen. if they done alone in Louisiana, I'm not going because they got <laughs> snakes there, and I'm terrified of snakes. So I've never seen alone in anywhere that's no, not like twenty always, below. Yeah, they're in Vancouver or in the Arctic somewhere. It's so gross. Yeah. Which happens to be one of my favorite shows, by the way. Just as you know, I look forward every week when it comes on. Yeah, in my mind, I think I could last for 100 days, but it's probably more like one day until it got dark. (laughs) Because, you know, they they got bears and everything else running out there. Wolverines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Those are worse than bears. (laughs) They will come after you. Bears are like. Whatever, I'll leave you alone. Wolverines, no, they will come after yeah. you. Considering it, you know, just going camping at, at the state park in a tent is kind of uncomfortable. I don't know how I'd actually do. But in my mind, I like to think that I could at least, like, last a week. So, <laughs> which is not bad. I, I watched one season, uh, they dropped this uh, young guy off, and then and he called for help, I think, like six hours into the day. Wow. Yeah, it hadn't even got dark that, yet. That would so be me. I think I could beat him. <laughs> that would be me. I'd be like, it's too cold. Come back and get me. Yeah. So, um, but uh, you want to tell our listeners um, what happened after we got off the air last week? We had a big argument. A terrible argument. I mean, we went for make probably. It, make it sound really bad. <laughs> we went for probably another, probably another 30 minutes. Maybe. Close, close to it, anyways. Um, talking about our topic of last week of the fame of Jesus or wanting what Jesus can do for us more than wanting Jesus, and we disagreed. And if my memory serves me correctly, I won the disagreement. No, we disagreed on what the fame of Jesus is because you said the fame of Jesus was he suffered everywhere he went. That's not famous. 
No, nobody thinks suffering is a good thing. Well, that, fame, fame can be different things. Fame could just what be what one of the things you're known for. But that's not the. Di- Hang on. First of all, that wasn't after the podcast. That was actually in the last podcast. No, we, we argued that. about. How- no, I tell you what we argued about last time, and, and and just for our listeners to know, our arguments are very lighthearted. Um, but. Uh, we argued because you had like a list of things written down over there and you didn't get to talk about them because I talked about all of mine. That's where the argument started. You said, I have some yes. really good points written down over here. Okay, listen. Fame, the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievements. That's the definition of fame. It's notable that Jesus said he didn't have a place to lay his head. The foxes have holes and the birds have nests. Okay, but your average person doesn't know that. Your average person on the street might know that Jesus could could open blind eyes, but they're not going to know he said that. Meaning that his fame were the things that he did, not his suffering. I'm above average. (laughs) That wasn't what you were saying. I'm saying (laughs) that you are not a good sample of the population that's what i'm oh, saying okay well uh well how about let's let's dig into this let's get started uh what did we miss last week that you had well i guess my thoughts were more along the line of just wanting the things that he can do i know last week we talked a lot about um wanting to be known as him like you know wanting that image of i'm a christian so i attend church mm-hmm. um but also, like, what do I get out of that? I think goes into that. What do I get out of it if, if I look like I belong? What do, what do I get out of it? Do I get recognition? Do I get the benefits? Um, and I think that's a lot of the times that we focus more on the benefits. What benefits do I get out of serving Jesus? And there are benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, there's peace with God. There's, you know, there's, there's relationship success when, when you know Jesus first and you keep him first. So there's a lot of benefits, but I think what happens is is we switch our focus from seeking Jesus to just wanting those benefits. Like yeah. we we just want to do we just want the good things. I, I call that the genie in a bottle effect. Yeah. Doctrine. Where we, where we just get what we want and we mm. want enough to we want enough Jesus to keep us comfortable. Yeah. And we don't want to seek him. We don't want to give up anything that would cause us to go after him or to actually grow and need him more because that's uncomfortable. We want enough Jesus to to pad our little glass house and keep us comfortable. Um, and I think that's when, when we do that, when we miss, we miss Jesus when we do that. Yeah. We, we want just just the things and and how many times in the scripture do, does he tell us seek him first is this to call upon him while he may be found in matthew he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and then all of these things will be added unto you mm-hmm. so yes there's benefits in following him and there's benefits in, in seeking jesus and serving him but those are like side effects yeah they are those, and, are, those are just afterthoughts and, and, and the reason people do that is because there a lot of churches themselves push that mm-hmm. uh, and and the reason being it brings people in the doors mm-hmm. it gets people there and you see a lot of those things you see them on church signs outside and, and little little quotes and different things of uh, you know Jesus wants you to be happy Jesus wants you to have 
you know, comfort. Jesus we'll wants you to have. Verse on that, the, by the way. There's not one, but what it God gets people. God just wants you to be happy. Yeah. Do what uh, makes you happy. Yeah, Jesus, He loves you as you are, uh, and so come book, right on in. Chapter, verse. Yeah. So when you when we start searching book chapter verses, for a lot of the things that we we come across, you know, in those things, and but the 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 secret to luring people into the church is to tell them there's something in there that's that's going something to in it for them yeah it's going to benefit them mm-hmm. um and and i use that term lure them into the church because if you're wanting to bring them into jesus then it's a different doctrine it's a different mm-hmm. point of um it goes back to the fame of jesus's suffering See what I've done there? I did, but um, I still disagree. Okay. Because the whole thing that you're talking about, people, the the church luring them into the church, what are they using? They're using the benefits of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's famous is what can Jesus do for me? Yeah. And, no, and I, that's, I agree that's with what, you on what that. you said about the, the completely different doctrine. That's how it is. There's, there's this one doctrine, this one gospel that's what can Jesus do for me? Mm-hmm. But the gospel is what can I do for Jesus? Yeah, that's the gospel because the gospel is wretched, unworthy sinner, mm-hmm. plus the blood of Jesus. He paid for me. He deserves me. What can I do for him? Yeah, that's the gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel is he he rescued me. He, not anything that I did, not anything I could ever do, but he rescued me. What can I do yeah. for him? He he bought us with his life exactly and and then we're thinking that he owes us something now is is what what too Mm -hmm. many are are saying and and it's easy to fall into that because if you look through the bible you see verses like where he says uh, uh, whatever you ask in my name you shall receive and we look at those verses but then we have to look at context and we have to Mm -hmm. look at the whole whole thing uh, the whole bible as a whole and see that um you know, some people might just heard me say, uh, you know, God loves you just as you are, um, and think, well, what's wrong with that? But the the Bible tells us that we're born in sin, mm-hmm. and the Bible says God hates sin, and not saying God hates us, God loves us, but he 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 is not happy with us when we're when we're living for ourselves he's not happy and therefore we can't just say well god loves us how we are and we're just going to live our lives that goes and, against and his nature it, if, it if does we, if we deceive ourselves into thinking i can live however i want and and live outside of the blood mm-hmm. and live outside of his provision and he's okay with it that goes against everything about him. That goes against him being loving. That goes against him being just. That goes against him being faithful. That goes against that goes against him being jealous. Mm-hmm. Like everything that we know from the Bible, to to say that, no matter what I do. Yeah, there's he, there's a verse that that's been running in my head here for about two minutes, and I can't I can't get it all. But in the Bible, it it says that we. Were, were hostile is the word that the King James used. We were hostile toward God, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't I can't bring myself right now to you remember. You just used it like this week or last week in a message. Yeah, yeah, I rem- that's why it's probably in my head, but I can't I remember. Can't re- it's in the New Testament somewhere. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But it says that we were hostile mm-hmm. toward Him, and when we look at that, that that really crushes some of those doctrines of, um, 
you know, just the way I am and God made me this way and um, that that we can come to him and just, you know, expect stuff from him when outside the blood of Jesus, uh, we're hostile toward him. Uh, his his ways are, are higher than our ways. His ways are, are better than our ways. His ways are different than our way. And outside the blood of Jesus, our ways never will find, um, you know, find find uh, peace with, with him. So I see you looking. Uh, I'm not, I you? thought I found it, but I'm not. It's, I looked yeah. at two different places, and neither one of them is, is the, the right well, I'll tell you what, after, uh, after we're done here, before we get this, uh, we'll put that in the notes somewhere in the in the podcast uh, description okay. where that is. Uh, one thing that we didn't get to last week was something that, that had come up in Bible study at youth. We were talking about how Jesus um, was left at the temple when he was 12. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole story about they had traveled, they traveled for a day before they realized that he wasn't somewhere with them. And one of them said kind of under his breath, how can anyone forget the Son of God? And it was like, whoa. <laughs> like <Good> that, question. <laughs> whoa, you know. So I got, like, because there was, like, several different conversations, you know, going on at that moment with, with you know, talking about the, the story and how things were going and how people felt and everything. So I was like, hang on, guys. And I had him repeat that, and I was like, "That's, that's a loaded question, mm-hmm. you know." And and obviously, his first thought was, "How could Mary and Joseph forget the Son of God?" But he said, "How can anyone forget the Son of God?" And we started talking about how, like we were talking about last week, we we want the image of him, and so we go to church on Sunday. And we go through the motions and we worship and we, we might even be sincere in some of it, but it's it's just what we do. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's the normal thing that we do. It's what's expected of us. And, and we give him that day or we give him that hour that day. But then when we leave, that's it. Yeah. And yeah, so we, 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 we give look, what we thought we needed to give. Yeah. And then we forget. Mm-hmm. We just, we, you know, Monday, did we even talk to him? Tuesday, did we even read his word? You know, yeah. and we go through our week like Mary and Joseph did that first day. He's around here somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and we don't look for him and we don't, you know, we're not looking for an opportunity to share him. Or we're not looking for an opportunity to grow in him. We're Well, he's around here somewhere. Really and sure. we take him for granted. Which goes back to, well, as long as I'm comfortable, because here's the thing. If, if we go to church on Sunday and we give him that time and Monday we have a great day, we don't, he's around here somewhere. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. pay attention. But now if Monday comes and it's a terrible day, oh, Jesus, where are you at? Why yeah. aren't you fixing this? You know, mm-hmm. and we're like, we're again, we're, and, and it's not like I just want to be with you or I want to spend time with you or I want you to teach me what this word says. It's just, I want you to fix my problem because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. So get over here and do what, you know. What you do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was thinking this is totally off topic there a little bit, but you think when they when they left, they traveled, and not once did they stop to look for him, you know, up until that point. But you think, what Jesus, he was okay. Mm-hmm. He was fine. And, you know, it, it says they found him. Uh, you know teaching 
but several days had gone by by the time they got back and found him. Now, it just I was just as you were saying that, thinking in my mind, he he was okay, but in his mind was he still thinking like seriously, y'all y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's taking this long, <laughs> really. You know, I'm okay, but I really thought y'all would be back in a couple of hours. But <laughs> well, you know what? Though that that's comical, but again, that applies to us. Yeah. Like when we're we're like we, you know we we have that moment, we have that that spiritual moment. We're all in and we're on fire and whatever. And then like a whole day goes by, and he's like, I really didn't think it would take you this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, and that's I really not, thought, that's not comical. That's not comical. That I really thought. You know, like you, you were here, and we had a good thing going, and then you just like, Phew. yeah, I got what I needed. I got what I needed, and this is what I needed is more important than who gave it to me. Yeah, ooh, that hurts. It really does. It really does. I was, uh, I've looked up a, a verse, or two verses here in John, uh, chapter six, verses twenty six and twenty seven. And uh, here it says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. You seek me not because you saw miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And then verse 27 says, Labor not for the meat which perish, but for the meat that endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Um, but I was just, I looked at that verse, but just before we got started, and, uh, and thought, you know, he was saying he'd work miracles. These people had seen it, and then they're still following him, mm-hmm. and he's and he's telling them. Then you're not even here for the miracles, you know. We've kind of talked about that. We don't we don't really need to be seeking him for the miracles. But he was saying you're not even here for the miracles. You're only here because I just fed you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the loaves. Well, if you think about it, they they had seen the miracles, but it had happened to someone else. Yeah. And and this one when he fed them, they. They personally they benefited. Yeah. They personally got something out of it. And, like, we can judge them for being shallow, but I think if we really evaluate, we're that shallow. Mm-hmm. Because well, we, we what what can what benefit can I get mm-hmm. out of this? Well, you think of the, the things that happen that really make people seek the Lord. Uh, sickness. You get sick. Excuse me. A family member gets sick. Um, uh financial problems uh relationship problems um those kinds of things and you see that really draws you know i'm gonna pray and i'm gonna pray and i'm gonna pray but those are the things there where he says seek in in this in this context here he says seek the meat seek the food uh that that does not perish um and those things i mean he he can heal our bodies but our bodies are still going to perish they're still going but to pass he, away. He can it heal in our... Matthew where he says that it's better to to enter into eternity maimed or blind. I think so. Then I, I then, don't know if it's Matthew then, or not. Then the but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it, it's better to to know the healer to limp and, in and limp in mm-hmm. and not be healed. It's better than to, it is to just... limp in physically, right? And go in strongly spiritually. Right. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whether it be our bodies, whether it be our finances, he can he can help us. We, mm-hmm. we know that. You know, there's been times we've struggled, and and then something just happened, and, and finances mm-hmm. are okay. 
um, relationships, we've seen that. But all those things, our relationships, our finances, our, our health, they're still going to pass away someday. Um, but he's saying, don't seek after those things. Though, you know, I can do that. I can heal you. I can do, provide those things. But don't seek that. Yeah. Seek the thing that don't perish, the thing that don't uh, pass away, and that is the everlasting life through him. Um, and I think that's uh, that's something that that we get lost in sometimes. That just when when you said the the how he put the emphasis on seeking him and and not the things that pass away, he can do he can he can manipulate or change any earthly circumstance, mm-hmm. whether it be physical, relational, financial, whatever. He can do anything he wants with that. But the thing about that is, is it's it's not a, a steady thing. Like, it's still going to change. Yeah. Like, he can fix it, and it can be fixed for a year or 10 years or whatever, but it's not permanent. No. It's not a permanent thing. No. And, I mean, even if, if, if he heals your body, you're still going to die one day. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of thing. Well, look it's at, not a, look it's, at Lazarus. He brought Lazarus back to life. Lazarus okay. was dead, and he brought him back to life, but mm-hmm. we pretty much know Lazarus died again at right. some point. That's what I'm saying. It's not a permanent. He, the benefits are not permanent. Yeah. They're benefits, but they're not permanent. And that's where if if we're seeking him, he is permanent. Mm-hmm. And, and life with him is permanent. But if we're if we're just looking at the blessings and those are temporary, the comforts are temporary, the the benefits are temporary, mm-hmm. as as far as earthly benefits go. But if we're seeking Him, who is eternal, if we're seeking Him, who who is beyond all of the change and beyond all of the ups and the downs, you know, He's beyond all of that, and and there's so much more security. And honestly, there's so much more comfort, not physical comfort necessarily, but there's so much more peace of mind and comfort in your soul to seek after one who does not change, one yeah. who is permanent. Yeah. Because now you're not just seeking a, a Band-Aid every time, but you're seeking, mm-hmm. you, you, it doesn't even matter if you have the Band-Aid because you know the healer. Does, mm-hmm. that, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And like you say, without the Band-Aid, uh, you might limp through this life. You might, uh, and I'm I'm talking physically, financially, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. You might just be getting by, but there's something greater. And well, you know what? Well, earlier, you you went to uh, uh, Matthew um, with with that verse that we wasn't really sure if it was in that Matthew or not. But anyway, you said you thought it was in Matthew, but I, where I thought you was going uh, with was the maimed and blind. Verse? Yeah. I think uh, sure but where I thought you was going was there where it says, seek ye first the kingdom. And then it says, these other things shall be added mm-hmm. unto you. Um, and that that's, once again, that's just going right along with what we're saying here is when you seek first the kingdom, and we know to get to the kingdom is through Jesus and Jesus only, uh, then these other things shall be added into you as God sees the need, as God sees fit. Um, and everybody will be different, but if you've got uh, if you've got Jesus in the center of, of your life and in everything you do, then whatever you're provided with uh, that that God gives you will be enough to bring you joy, bring you happiness, bring you peace, 
um, I know um, something I've 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 heard and then I've quoted many times and and just kind of keep it in the back of my mind is uh, a quote from I heard from Phil Robertson that said peace of mind is the most precious commodity in the world uh, and you think uh, you know people people think money is precious and uh, you know relationships are precious and all those things but peace of mind when you're broke is still peace of mind peace of mind when you're having relationship troubles is still peace of mind mm-hmm. and and we find that peace in letting Jesus have the center of us and everything else around us is falls into place as, as that scripture says I found those verses it is in Matthew but not where I thought in Matthew it's Matthew 18 um, that talks about if your hand or your foot offend you cut it off mm-hmm. and cast it from thee for it is better to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire and then if your eye offend you pluck it out and cast it from thee for it is better for thee to enter into heaven into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire that that whole kingdom principle right there is the opposite of us being comfortable it's better yeah. for you to be crippled mm-hmm. and make it into heaven than for you to be all cush and not make it yeah like exactly. it's it's better for you to to do without something here but know you have jesus mm-hmm. like that's that's the ultimate thing is to know that you have jesus to know yeah. that you and jesus are 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 good yeah you know to know that you have that that openness um one thing you're talking about reminded me too of the verse i had i had uh looked up before we started and it's uh psalm 34 verse 10 and the the last part of it says they that seek the lord shall not want any good thing and i think a lot of times we interpret that good thing as earthly things like we've Mm -hmm. been talking about the benefits what can i get out of it but i think that is what is good for me not what i deem good but what he deems good as in if i seek the lord i'm going to get wisdom if i seek the lord i'm going to be filled with love and compassion and kindness and patience and self-control all the fruits of the spirit those good things mm-hmm. plus eternal life like there, there's nothing better than than having jesus and eternal life and that again goes back to which which view though which which way are we seeking yeah. are we seeking what we can get out of it or are we seeking the giver are you seeking jesus of the scriptures or jesus in a bottle mm-hmm. a genie bottle which one is and you know we of course we're we've talked uh, on here so much about keeping jesus center stage in your life um and we've talked about you know earlier in the year we was talking about football and you know just things that are going on and how uh whether you you're out in the outdoors hunting and fishing or whatever do all those things with him at the center uh but here we are talking about this and and as odd as it sounds we have to make sure we're keeping Jesus center stage in our church life. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure we're keeping Jesus center stage in our spiritual life, even outside the church building, but in our spiritual life that we know that that he is what we're seeking and he is what is, is in control. And well, it's easy to get in a routine in what we do in our spiritual lives it's easy to get in a routine it's easy to get in that 
I do this because it's the thing to do. I do this because I have to do it. Um, things like reading the Bible or praying or whatever, it's easy to get in a routine. Um, and then like with church and ministry, it's easy to just to get addicted to ministry mm-hmm. and completely miss Jesus in it. Yeah. Like it it's, it's possible well, like said, to be exhausting is, yourself in ministry and not yeah, anywhere near Jesus. It, it is. And, and churches themselves have fell into that. I mean, go on Facebook and look for revivals or look for special events and you'll see lines in there. It's just like, come this Sunday for your healing. Come this Sunday for your breakthrough. They've, they've scheduled God uh, to do certain things on certain days yeah, at certain times. Yeah, come come this Thursday for your personal prophecy. But we, we see those things. We're having a healing service come. And like you said, they're, they're putting it out there like they have scheduled mm-hmm. God. He, he's, he's done said, okay, everybody that shows up this service at 6 o'clock on Sunday, I'm just going to heal them, you know, whatever it might no be. No questions Just going to heal them. Just, it don't matter if they're you know believers or not believers or i'm just healing everybody it don't matter if it's good for them or not well it's on the church sign so it has to you know right. has to work but it's advertised on facebook that's it's right happen. yeah so the church themselves are, are doing this which leads people that people are desperate people are seeking mm-hmm. something because they want answers the, they, they want peace yeah and and you know there's depression and there's anxiety and there's loneliness and and then you see a church sign that says, come Sunday and you get your healing. You got to be here at a certain time. And then all of and a sudden. And they're seeking the healing, but they have no idea the person who can provide no. it. But when they show up to that service, they came for the healing. Mm-hmm. They didn't come for Jesus. They didn't come because they they know that he died for mm-hmm. them. And as we said earlier, he purchased us with mm-hmm. his blood, with his death on that cross. He, he paid our fine, and, and we're indebted to him. But when you when you go to a church because they say, we got, you know, super prophet coming in this Sunday, and if you want to know what's going on, you got to be here. And then all of a sudden you showed up to church because you want to hear what that prophet said, not because you want to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and that's, a, that's something that and the I church like has fell is- into. If you go if you go seeking the healing or you go seeking the miracle, you go seeking the breakthrough, it's not going to maintain without Jesus. No, no, because this is what happens. That, that temporary you, emotional high that you might get that night, mm-hmm. if you don't know Jesus, no. there's still not going to be any peace of mind. And if, you're, if you went in there with, with a sickness, went in there with sore leg, and you walked out without a sickness or a sore leg, then, that doesn't mean it's never going to be sore. Again. I was going to say then at some point it's going to hurt again. Uh, it might be a long time, but it's going to hurt again. But uh, but that's the bread that that he was speaking of that that perishes that that is is not everlasting. Uh, well, so it's not about what we can get this, from him; it's what we can a, give to him. This would be a whole topic in itself. But just the thing of not focusing on the temporary, yeah, but focusing on the eternal. Whether I know there, Paul writes about the, the light afflictions that mm-hmm. pass. They're but for a moment, and they're nothing compared to the glory that shall be. And, and, and just like we've talked about tonight, the blessings and the benefits, they're, they're temporary. They're passing. Um, I think about when, when the disciples came back rejoicing because the spirits were subject to them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, don't rejoice because of that, but rejoice. He, he said, is... don't rejoice because yeah. of that. 
He told them not to. And we're over here getting happy because, way we beat the devil. Not today, Satan. You know, mm -hmm. yay, we're all I excited. got the shirt. I got the shirt, you know. I've got, I'm got. i I'm all victorious, you know. Mm -hmm. I can sing the hill song. song. I've got this, you know. And he's like, don't rejoice don't because rejoice of that. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And and I was looking at that verse the other day, and it just, it just struck me in a different way. In that, why did he tell them not to rejoice in that? But that that is temporary mm -hmm. because there's some days that the flesh is going to win. Mm -hmm. There's some days that we're not going to get it right. There's some days that the spirits of darkness are going to are going to take over in that moment. So don't rejoice because you're, they're subject to you today. Don't rejoice in that because it's temporary. Mm -hmm. That's that's not a permanent fixture. But rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And, and there's nothing in this world and all of the temporary things that can change that. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'm going to bring us into a close here with this. Uh, you talk about that. Rejoice because your name's written in heaven. And then another uh, uh, example in the Bible is th there's only one time we really read that the angels rejoice. Mm -hmm. And that's when a soul is saved. So... You think those are the things that we see rejoicing. For for us, rejoice because our name's there. For the angels, they're rejoicing because, because our, our name's name is there. there. So those yes. are the things we got to rejoice in. So. Well, that, that brings it back to the, the source of joy and the source of peace is not anything here. It's not anything temporary. It's not any benefit. Mm -hmm. It's not anything that Jesus can do for us, but it's what he has already done. He already paid for us. He already purchased us. And and to give him our lives is the least that we can do. To seek him above anything else he can do. He's already done everything that he... Like, he owes us nothing. No. no. He's and we done owe him everything. Exactly. He's done everything already. So yeah. anything that he does for us now is just favor. It is. He's just being nice. Like, Absolutely. he doesn't have to do any of it's it. It's grace and mercy. He doesn't have to do any of it. But he he's already done it. Mm -hmm. And that is what, like, like, we tend to rejoice or to praise him based on what, if we had a good day or not. But the, the thing about it is, he's already done everything to make him worthy of our praise. Yep. All right, so is there going to be anything left we're going to argue about when we're done here? I don't think so. Okay, all right. We Since have I won this a one, peaceful I'm just going to Oh, you it. won? Yep. Okay. I won. All right, well, uh, we just encourage everybody to uh, share your thoughts with us. We're on Facebook at Jesus Center Stage on uh, Facebook page. Uh, Jesus Center Stage at gmail.com uh, is an email. And... Uh, Reach out to us, share your thoughts, and we'll be back next week.